Hello, and welcome to Quick Charge by Electric. I'm Mikey G, and it's Thursday, November 3rd. Tesla's recent price cuts in China are reportedly resulting in significant cancellations for Chinese EV brands. City analyst Jeff Chung writes, quote, We sense Tesla's recent price cut strategy has created a negative spillover effect, where a lot of Chinese EV brands' order backlog has suffered significant order cancellations, according to our dealership channel checks. Now, Chung didn't outright name the brands, but companies like Neo and Xpeng are seen as Tesla's biggest competitors in China. Based on the timing of the price cuts and Tesla increasing the production capacity at Gigafactory Shanghai, the impact will most likely be felt in the numbers of November and December. Recent output numbers were down from month to month, September to October. However, with such a mobile market, we will wait for the end of the quarter before making too many predictions. We might still make a few. According to a new Goldman Sachs report, humanoid robots could be a $150 billion a year business within the next 15 years. Tesla is leading the humanoid robot resurgence with its Tesla robot project, but this resurgence feels different because Tesla seems committed to not only delivering the robot instead of just using it for research and development, but they are also putting its manufacturing power behind it. Goldman Sachs has been keeping an eye on this venture, writing, quote, should the hurdles of production design, use case, technology, affordability, and wide public acceptance be completely overcome, we envision a market of up to $152 billion by 2035 in a blue sky scenario, close to that of the global EV market and one-third of the global smartphone market as of 2021, which suggests labor shortage issues such as for manufacturing and elderly care can be solved to a large extent. Now, interestingly, while Goldman Sachs admits that Tesla is behind the resurgence of the humanoid robot craze, the firm instead recommends investing not in Tesla, well, not Tesla for that reason, but also investing in motion component suppliers to take advantage of the new market. GM and battery maker Microvast are pairing up to develop internal battery technology of separators, as well as build a new separator plant in the United States. Separators are one of the most important elements inside the battery cell, sometimes an obstacle in sourcing and in manufacturing. The companies will work together to develop new separator technology that can help improve electric vehicle safety, charging, and battery life. And wouldn't you know it, General Motors apparently needs some help from the taxpayer, since the U.S. Department of Energy's Battery Materials Processing and Battery Manufacturing Initiative will support the two companies' development to work with $200 million in grant money. At least this isn't going to go to GM's intellectual property coffers since they will share their separator coating technology with Microvast. Last week, Electrek reported that GM CEO Mary Barra said that the company's electric vehicle models will qualify for the full Inflation Reduction Act tax credit in two to three years. With U.S. battery supply and research ongoing, they may be able to move that timeline a little forward. The BMW Group achieved record revenue in the third quarter as sales and demand for electric vehicles continue propelling them forward. BMW delivered 128,195 electric vehicles, which is more than double from the same period last year. The automaker says that it saw rising demand and growing orders for the BMW i3, iX, i4, and the Mini Cooper SE. Looking forward, BMW is launching its first electric 7 series, the BMW i7, in November, 
and the i5 will follow in 2023. In addition, the group unveiled their fully electric Rolls-Royce Spectre in October, also set to release next year. The Hyundai Motor Group announced that it will mass-produce electric vehicles at their Kia Autoland Slovakia location, one of the automaker's core plants. This will kick off their European EV campaign. Although the Hyundai Motor Group has tackled the home and swelling U.S. markets, the South Korean automaker has not clearly outlined its European strategy until now. Kia Autoland, located in Zelina, Slovakia, is one of Hyundai's core manufacturing plants that began operation in 2006. The plant began to roll out hybrid vehicles in February, but now the, the facility will begin mass-producing pure electric vehicles for the European market. This will start in 2025. The report also notes that Kia plans to manufacture small and medium-sized EVs explicitly designed for the European market. Nikola Corporation continues to show growth in this quarter, despite a very public and shaky start. After delivering just 11 electric vehicles in the first quarter, Nikola reported 48 deliveries in the second quarter, bolstered by revenues totaling $18.1 million. Now, in the third quarter report, they delivered 63 of the 75 vehicles that they produced. Per the company, its quarterly revenues saw gains at $24.2 million and also raised $100.5 million in gross proceeds through the At The Market program. The company also reported that it has begun pilot testing of its electric vehicle trucks with both Saya and Walmart, logging over 1,600 and 2,700 miles with each company, respectively. Just yesterday, Nikola announced an additional order for 100 tray BEVs from a fleet-as-service provider called Zeem. Nikola shared that it's currently producing three trucks per shift at their facility in Coolidge, Arizona, and says that they have the capability to get that to five trucks per shift. Meanwhile, the company states that its Phase 2 expansion in Arizona remains on track to be completed by the end of the first quarter next year. Fisker has released their third quarter report, and it has some exciting news for reservation holders. Fisker remains on schedule to begin production of their flagship Ocean SUV two weeks from now. They report over 62,000 combined reservations and orders ahead of a four-phase production plan that's expected to produce 42,400 units by the end of next year. Production and delivery will focus on orders for the limited edition Ocean 1 to start out, which should occupy their timeline until second quarter next year, when the Ocean Extreme production will begin. Fisker is already prepping to move the team over to their development of the second, more affordable model called the Pair. Fisker has reportedly signed off on the first concept phase and is expecting to see a drivable prototype ahead of schedule. As of October 31st, Fisker has over 5,000 reservations for the Pair vehicle, despite not sharing much of anything quite yet. Fisker has a third vehicle in mind already, currently called the Ronin, but no information was shared on this project. Okay, it is opinion time. I am genuinely happy that the Nikola team has been able to pull it together and get some vehicles out the door. After the debacle of the founder-slash-CEO pulling in huge investments and then running the company name through the mud, I'm sure that no one would have faulted them for all quitting and just joining other EV companies. But guess what? Nikola captured a lot of investor money because people wanted to get in early on the EV craze, but we have to remember that Nikola clearly has some very talented people who probably got in for the very same reason. It's one thing to promise a future product, but 
Nikola continues to literally deliver vehicles and churn out increased production. I'm really happy for them, and I hope it continues. Now, do I think that Nikola could someday outgrow Tesla and rival them in electric vehicle production or in technology? No, I, I really don't. <laughs> but I don't think that's necessary to thrive in the growing EV space. In today's community comment found on YouTube, Pete Barnes says, Do you think there may be a difference in attitude between a Chinese Optimus and a Western Optimus robot? Well, Pete, that's a very interesting thought concerning what I had said yesterday towards the different manufacturing plants across the globe. But I'm actually quite curious to see how the robot will develop its AI in terms of just standing around. In various parts of the world, personal space means various different things. I'm curious if the AI robot coming from learning in China will internally value distance from humans at a different rate compared to a robot that is learning in America. I'm told that Americans have the largest personal bubble, but I don't know if there's any data to back that up. Quite yet. My guess is that if Americans tell their robot to step off and get out of their face, then in another country they may be told to come closer and listen up, we might see some differences between a robot from one country and another. Interesting stuff to think about. Thanks for watching Quick Charge by Electrek. I'm Mikey G, and I hope you have a great day.